This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It is April 1st, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Mr. Matt Morgan and Raj Geary to talk about the Go Home Raw before WrestleMania 35. Matt Morgan, are you excited? Are you pumped? Tonight's main event saw Baron Corbin facing Rey Mysterio. Baron winning, attacked by Kurt Angle on the ramp afterwards. What the freak was that? This is the go-home to WrestleMania, folks, and we just saw Baron Corbin closing out the last Raw. What the freak is happening? I couldn't believe that's what they ended with. The high point of tonight's show, I think everyone will agree, was uh, the women, Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda getting dragged off in handcuffs, fighting backstage in cop cars, for Christ's sakes. You didn't Uh, find any of that like humorous at times, and it pulled you out of the moment? It was so over-the-top ridiculous, right? But it was great in that sense, though. I mean, it wasn't as good as Braun Strowman throwing Roman Reigns on a stretcher backstage i did think they didn't quite go to that level of over the top but i loved it it seemed on social media that was uh the pinnacle the high point of the show raj do you think that's why they included it at the end of the second hour because they knew that was going to be their peak viewers for tonight uh well the peak viewers have usually can you guys hear me okay yeah 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 so the peak viewers have usually been in the first hour so uh you know that's when you would think they would they would do it um so yeah, I I don't know. I thought uh, tonight was outside of the the Becky stuff. I thought tonight was just kind of a complete waste for a, a go home for WrestleMania. I like the video packages. I thought some of the video packages were cool, but I'm not gonna lie. I fell asleep after Kurt Angle had Corbin in the ankle lock, and I woke up and the Miz and Mrs. thing was playing, and I was like, oh, this is a really cool commercial they're playing for the show, you know, to hype it up, I guess, right? And they're gonna come back from break, and we're gonna see them going off the air really late on Raw. And my wife's like, no, that was it. <laughs> that, that that they Raw's done. It's like, no, it's like eleven oh two. There's no way. Yeah, that was the right. show. Um, there were other moments tonight. Let's go through segment by segment and talk about what happened. Stephanie McMahon opened up the show to clarify that in the women's main event, the historic first ever women's main event of WrestleMania, the women main eventing WrestleMania 35, it's going to be SmackDown champion Charlotte Flair, uh, Raw champion Ronda Rousey, and Becky Lynch in a triple threat match. Now, Stephanie started with an April Fool's joke saying she was adding herself to the match as a fourth, uh, clarifying, you know, I admit, I fell for that for a split second just because it seems like something she would do. But then clarifying, winner takes all, all belts on the line. Uh, whoever wins that match is going to wow. walk out of it, the Raw and SmackDown women's champions. I, Matt, does that make you more excited for the match? It, or It does. It adds more value to it. No matter what, like, let them figure it out afterwards. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it does play on what we talked about, that going off the air with the four horse women all holding title belts. Do you see what I'm saying? So now this screws that up. 
Yeah, they can't end that way. Roger, how do you think uh, they get out of this situation having a dual champion at the end of the uh, the pay-per-view? I think they go with it. Becky wins both, and Money in the Bank is next, right? So someone cashes in on one of those belts. Yeah. Or, or do they make one champion that goes on both shows? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It, so apparently the plan is that just a, a few days ago – uh they were thinking of having it where they're both putting their belts on the line but you only win one like so if ronda beat charlotte she would be you know she would have both or if charlotte beat ronda she'd have both but if becky pinned ronda she'd be the raw women's champion if she pinned that's the way charlotte. it should be Absolutely. yeah that makes the most sense it does make the most sense but that's not what they said tonight right yeah but that's not what they're doing yeah so now yeah she was saying uh they're maybe, gonna have two belts so. maybe a unified champion I don't know. It, it didn't sound like they were going in that direction. I but. mean, they have enough women and enough stock where there should be two women champions. I saw on Twitter the idea that maybe this is how we get a mid-card women's belt out of this, is they unify the top level, and maybe we get the equivalent of the Intercontinental Championship for women to give uh, you know the rest something to fight for that aren't at the top of the card. I would be cool with that, but I still would argue they need two women's champions. One on each show, though. Do you know what I mean? Like top line headline act because then someone like the boss when she breaks away from the tag team division and goes back to being a singles act should be in that intercontinental ricky steamboat type of role do you know what i mean if not the main event obviously yeah something like for her and others what i'll give you right now what's her name um the 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 blonde um girl that you think vince mcmahon really really likes oh uh uh lacey evans not her but that's one but the other Mandy one, Rose. Mandy Rose would be ideal. You know what's funny? Champion type level. I almost in my head for a second said Lacey Rose. I literally was like they were they were one. They could they are. They are. <laughs> They're the same. For, to Vince McMahon, they are. I bet you he has no difference. <laughs> That's true. Probably not. He's like the one that wears the hat. That's how you know. Yeah. Oh, good lord. Um, but no, I think uh they've got tomorrow night to to change it. Maybe there's gonna be a reaction to uh the arrests tonight they said they're gonna follow the story on social media i don't know i think the end of uh becky or charlotte or ronda holding up two belts i don't know i'd rather see the curtain call personally can how we, about you can we can we make fun of ronda rousey tonight still doing her boo-boo face in handcuffs though like she got knee in the face <laughs> she's still going mm-hmm. you know, her little baby faces she makes when she's pouting <laughs> it was hilarious i'm sorry there's a lot of that i laughed at i don't know i think the mo- most mockable moment tonight uh was finn balor why did he oh. make the noise? Why did he do oh. that face at the end of that promo? Why did that was awkward? His tongue out. He <laughs> literally, literally said blah. Right. <laughs> blah. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's cool he's bringing the demon, but yeah, that is was, it. Uh... Is that cool, Rush? <laughs> or did he just find a way to make it uncool? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it jumped the shark with that. Why? You know, oh sorry. Yeah, you know they shot an hour of footage of that, and Vince was like, "No, you have to make the noise," and that's what they used. They probably had a lot cooler stuff that was on the cutting room floor, but that's what Vince liked. I agree. Yeah, it was weird. It was like remember when Ultimate Warrior started doing those little growls, little snorts at the end of his promos. It was like Hulk I... Hogan. <laughs> Sadly, I dug those. Like, I <laughs> yeah, as a kid, I guess it's different, but <laughs> now I laugh. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that was so cheesy. So uh, Stephanie made that announcement at the top. Winner take all. Thank you about Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman. Um, you know, Paul did his thing. Brock was there. 
Seth Rollins came out. Uh, they ended up going at it. Chat and- room. Hey, really quick. Chat room. Chime in real quick. Uh, everybody listening and watching at home. Do you Are you guys sick of the Brock and Paul gimmick? Are you guys over it? Let's see. see what that comes back with as we go on the show. Yeah, so this ended with uh, Rollins standing tall holding the belt. And Raj, based on your prediction algorithm here, I got nervous. Seth, standing tall holding the belt. Is, are they keeping the title on Brock Sunday? I don't think so. Um, but you never know, you know. I mean, he, he could re-sign at any time. So Remember, he did beat Roman Reigns when we thought for sure Roman was going over. Yeah, it was like such a given that Reigns was beating him last year. And, and that didn't – or was that last year or two years ago? Yeah, that was last year. I don't remember. Yeah, and he re-signed at the last minute. They did Saudi Arabia. Lesnar won again. So yeah, That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone, everyone in the chat saying they're sick of it. Time then let's go, okay? Then 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 let's go. Enough of this. Well, he brings mainstream media attention. Listen, it's not worth it anymore. Yeah, yeah I mean, or, how much or have him bring the mainstream attention, but not as champion. Just bring him in special feuds here and there. Um, he needs six months away. He does. He's just he, he has, he's not around every weekend. I'm sick of him. I'm bored of him. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I am. Yeah, same here. Same as Heyman. I've never thought I'd say I'm bored of Heyman, but Heyman, when right. they do those promos where he's just standing there and my client, the beast, has the same thing week after week for years and years and years. And I love Brock. I think he's, uh, you know, he brings a, a certain uh, element to wrestling and his character that you don't see right now, like a realism and, and this badass. But just him not being able to do his own promos after all this time, uh, when he used to be able to. Uh, it's just gotten so mm-hmm. redundant and old. It is. It's boring. Yeah, it's boring. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, something. So uh, after that, we had the women that are going to be involved in the four-way tag match at WrestleMania. Nia Jax, Tamina Snuka, Peyton Royce, and Billy Kay, the Iconics on Raw, mm-hmm. uh, versus Beth Phoenix and Natalia, Sasha Banks, and Bailey. With uh, the faces, Beth, Natalia, Sasha, and Bailey picking up the win. Uh, Beth Phoenix, first time back on Raw in uh, ages, and a uh, great spot with her putting Tamina through that wall there. But aside from that, uh, Matt, what did you think of this match? I don't like that they gave away they gave away way too much. They gave away way too much by having this match tonight. They didn't need to do this. So now they, what, what's the difference in the Mania match? Oh, that it's every tag team for themselves. Well, we still a lot of work here tonight that we could have saved for Mania. Hell, that spot with Beth even. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I'm excited for this four-way match. I, I am. So I'm kind of a, so I was kind of annoyed that they gave away a little bit of the house, in my opinion. I wonder if part of that is because I wonder if it's not going to get that much time. Ooh, okay. You know, I mean, they they got what sixteen matches now. Um, okay. So if that's yeah. it, then I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and uh, but one of three women's matches on the card. I don't know. I think uh, definitely there's a lot they could do with this, but that's interesting tonight that they went this direction. Um, Nothing yet with the with the women's on SmackDown. Uh, with women's wrestlers maybe getting a match. Uh, there's going to be the women's battle royal, but uh, so it's uh, going to be that, this, and the triple threat. Yeah, that's it. The triple threat, the tag match, and then the battle royal. Yep. Yeah. Mm. But at the same time, the main event is loaded with women, you know, and that's way stronger than anything on this show. So it is I'd rather have a much world. stronger women's main event and fewer matches on the card uh, than more mm-hmm. matches that don't mean as much. Okay. Yeah. So 
after that, a lot of uh, pomp and circumstance for Batista coming out tonight. Coming out, came out, introduced a video package, and then just cut a very simple, uh, simple forward promo. Hunter, kiss my ass. <laughs> I love it. I thought this is what they should have been doing all the time. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Keep it simple. Yeah, simple. Uh, you know, that video package told the whole story that, you know, Triple H never being able to beat him. You know, Batista cutting a long promo saying that would have sucked. Yes, it would. So, yeah, the way they did it, simple, to the point. Batista came off just, just like a badass, uh, looked great, looked like a superstar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought this was the best thing they did for this match since uh, the Ric Flair thing. Ric Flair, yes. Yep. No, I thought this was great. Uh, if they only they'd all been this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah really. Video packages, they need to realize that is their strength. It's been their strength. It's been their strength in WWE, I would argue, even since back in the Attitude Era. Hmm. You know what I mean? The video packages oh, yeah. were always better than WCWs. You know, except back then they put cool music videos to it. They put like ACTC, Highway to Hell, with like Stone Cold coming right. out of fire and shit. It was badass stuff even back then they did. Yeah. And um, it always separated them from WCW, I always thought, because of that. And this is still, they could still be doing the same magic. In fact, I would argue they need it now more because we have younger stars. You could really cement their legacy, you know, with a lot of these like AJ Styles types and Joes and, and guys that are on the up, you know, the new crop of main event, main event talent for this company. This is how you can cement them is give us those, give us fans those memories of these badass video packages. Yeah. No, yeah. They tell the story a lot better a lot of times than. You know. add to it, or they add to it because Stone Cold was an amazing promo, right? So was him versus him versus Undertaker, Highway to Hell. I'll never forget that, right? Coolest that, or or what was the other one? Um, Creed song, what was the one that did? Um, My Sacrifice, come on, that's the best of all yeah. time. That is yeah. the best video package of all freaking time, and it makes everybody in that video like even Stacey Keeler is cool in that video, like everybody in that video is cool and over. Didn't yeah. they do a series of those? Weren't there a series or was it a my sacrifice? Season? Yeah. 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 Um, we need to go back to that. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Uh, Elias cutting a promo from outside MetLife Stadium saying that uh, WrestleMania on Sunday, he will not be interrupted. He will get through a song. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, do you think this is where Cena is going to come out Sunday and interrupt Elias? It'd be welcome. Uh, good for Elias, if so. Yeah, Raj, what are you hearing about a Cena match? Meltzer is saying that uh, Cena has agreed to do one Sunday? Yeah, I mean, where else does he fit in? I would guess this would be the spot, right? Amazing he doesn't get advertised. I mean, again, what are they doing? Yeah, I mean, you're the biggest star in the company, not even advertise him. And this is up there with Undertaker not being advertised last year. What was right. That? Well, he was and he wasn't, right? Like they were teasing that he was going to be there, but wasn't answering the challenge. So you knew that he was going to. He was going to be there. And he was not on a poster, though, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he was advertised in the sense that he was a part of the build, but they never advertised that he was definitely going to face John Cena. But, you know, last year they did that thing with John Cena and Elias. So it just kind of feels like. Oh, they did. Yeah. So it's uh, kind of like you're doing the same thing. Um, okay. That sounded cool. Okay. Well, you know, without advertising it, WrestleMania is looking pretty sold out. There are still seats available, but that brings us to the sponsor of this week's episode, which is SeatGeek. Oh, 
this week, this weekend, my wife and I had the fantasy. Matt, do you ever get this around WrestleMania season? It gets a couple days out and you're like, we can go. We can hop on a plane. We can go there. We can buy last minute tickets. We can go to Access. We can go to Hall of Fame. We can go to TakeOver. We can go to Mania. No, we're not. We that haven't crazy. done this. We're not as as spontaneous as as the Glenn Rubensteins. Oh, no. that's true. You have you have you have children. We have disposable income. So you know. I, I we wish work. I had it like that, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we were looking at that, and if you're still thinking about that, let me tell you, SeatGeek is the way to go. We were looking. SeatGeek has great tickets available for Mania Takeover uh, wow. and a lot of the other events going on. And I'll tell you, the ticket industry hasn't changed in a long time. There are a bunch of big companies who've been around forever and they don't really care about making the experience easier for the customer. I went on some other top ticketing sites and I was so frustrated with Mania trying to figure out what's the view like from the seat. Are these decent? How is this for the money? They they do these things that cost some stuff. Platinum tickets would seem like they're just uh, trumped up prices over, over inflated. And I love that with SeatGeek, it's no BS. They make it really, really simple because what they do is they put the customer first. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews on the App Store because they are focused on making your experience as easy as possible. They pull in millions of tickets from all over the web. They rate each deal on a scale of one to 10. They display them on an wow. interactive seat map. So it's simplifying what you're looking for. Green dots are good deals. Red, dot, red dots are overpriced. Love that. They wow, they're that honest? Them. Yes, they are so say, honest. Hey, this is a crap deal, don't do it? Absolutely. And wow. what's great about it is every purchase wow. is fully guaranteed. So you can shop for tickets with confidence. I've got the Seeky gap on my phone. I spent the weekend looking because we got really deep into the weeds, Matt. And part of the reason we decided not to go is I actually don't want to miss doing this podcast. I was like, I owe it to the fans. Yes, I owe it to the do. people that tune in. And I couldn't <laughs> figure out how to do the podcast, but we were looking. We're like, Tootsie is now being made into a musical on Broadway. Seeky has got tickets great, for that. Great. Great movie, by the way. One of my favorite movies. Uh, <laughs> Beetlejuice is coming to Broadway. SeatGeek Geek has got tickets for that. We were looking at all this stuff going on. We're looking at Vegas tickets now for when we go to uh, StarCast and Double or Nothing in May. SeatGeek is great. We love whether we're planning something weeks and months ahead or trying to do something spontaneous. SeatGeek has got the deals. You've heard Raj talk about it. He's used it for Bon Jovi, Lady Gaga, Broncos tickets. I've used it for a variety of shows, a variety of concerts, for uh, to see Hamilton on Broadway, to go see a multitude of uh, bands that I love in concerts, uh, concert like Bananarama. I saw Wayne Newton in Vegas this last time, Gwen Stefani. And we have a great deal for our listeners. You can get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Use our promo code INC for $10 off your first purchase. And you can use that for concert tickets, sports, comedy, the theater, whatever your heart desires. That's promo code INC for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the app. You're going to love it. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. But yeah, Mania tickets are going, but SeatGeek has some deals out there, man. I don't know if you can see it, but it, uh, it's my first time going on it right now. And I'm checking it out right now. You're, you're not lying. They they're, they're very honest with like this is a 9.4, uh, you know what I mean? Then they rate them. They rate right. what kind of deal this is. That's pretty badass. And I'm looking at Mania right now, and it's going all over the arena where the seats are available. And the insane price. The pricing is not bad. This is pretty good. $150? Yeah. Section 304? I'd be all over that. That's really good. Yeah, and save $10 with our promo code INC. So uh, to, to the point that we segued in, Mania being a brand itself, they don't have to advertise Cena at this point. They don't have to no. advertise The Undertaker. People are lining oh, up. Oh, the brand itself. No, you're right. Yeah. You know, they're going for it. And that's the you're thing. Right. There's something, there is something really about being there at WrestleMania. And uh, it was close this year. We almost pulled the trigger, but because of this podcast, decided not to go. Um, so we could be here to talk about it. And I, I will be back as well on Saturday. So I'm going to be missing the post-takeover podcast with you guys. But Why? 
um, because I'll be in New York. So I'm coming back on Saturday. So I'll be here for, we're going to be doing an ROH one on Saturday night, uh, the ROH New Japan show at Madison Square Garden. And then all of us will be back on Sunday for the WrestleMania one after seven hours. <laughs> Won't I be doing NXT? Yeah, you, you, uh, it'll be you and Glenn for NXT. Friday night. Friday night. Going to be great. Looking yeah, forward it's to weird that. this year because it's Friday night and not a Saturday. It keeps throwing me off. So I don't have anything Saturday? Uh, no, unless you want to do ROH. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch Hall of Fame and then enjoy my Saturday evening. Yes, uh, I, that's exactly right. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, you get a night off in the middle, which is kind of nice. Speaking of Hall of Fame, uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake announced official for this. They didn't really go into that tonight. Did he get a separate shout out, Raj, or was he just in the video package for Hall of I was, Fame? I was just about to ask you guys that. They never did a, a video for him, right? It was just like they did a Hall of Fame promo and he was one of the guys in it. I always start yeah. Raw 2 commercial break behind so I can fast forward through the commercials <laughs> and watch the show. Seriously, so I, yeah. I, I don't think I caught it if they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't do a video package for Brutus, but oh, that sucks. Yeah, I mean Brutus, you know. Um, what's, the, well, what's the point then of inducting him if they're not gonna? <laughs> right. uh, the, the rumor is that Hogan is gonna induct him. Um, the, the, or rather, okay. speculation. That's the speculation. So then, that's what you would advertise being introduced, by, or you know. Uh, I, I think that probably is. That's a wash, Matt. <laughs> they're gonna get as much positive they're as negative. They'll stay. Oh, they're still. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. You know, um, but if they're going to do it, I think um, that's the speculation is that Hogan and Duxum, who knows at this point, no celebrity this year, no Cindy Lauper. Her musical is closing on closing on Broadway this weekend. Some people are speculating. That's why that they're gonna come WrestleMania. Oh, well, yeah, you'd want them to be present, obviously. I mean, what other celebrities could you think of that deserve to be in? Well, Mr. Worldwide, clearly. But, who? Oh, uh, pit, pit, Pitbull. Sorry. Pitbull. <laughs> pitbull jokes going right over Roger's head. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, no, Pitbull. Bob Uecker. You know, I don't know. Is Bob Uecker still alive? Just for that one choke spot with Andre backstage with Andre's fingers around his neck is almost worth it. Honestly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Bob Uecker still alive. 85 years old. He gave us some memories. Yeah. No, he was a, he was a great WrestleMania celebrity because you could tell he enjoyed it. He was having fun yeah. with it. Good. Like I don't know, do you remember Pamela Anderson doing it? And she just looked like she would rather be anywhere else in the world. Yeah, Jenny McCarthy looked more enthused. Yeah, yeah. Pamela Anderson, both bored. the hottest women on the planet at the time. <laughs> Think yeah. about that. Like the WWE was able to get both of them. And it was quite the, the coup that year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Pitbull did perform at WrestleMania like two years ago, right in Florida. Yeah. He's up there with what's his name, Flowrider. I do not care for either. Yeah, uh, he had that green light. So was it that that his that one? That now that I'm thinking about, I guess stuck he should in my not head be again. in the Hall of Fame. Come on, it's the Hall I, of Fame. Uh, should Snoop Dogg be in the Hall of Fame? Yes. <laughs> just, he just, was, gonna, he was always excited. He was always you could always count on him to come when they would do like the celebrity edition of Raw or whatever the hell it is, and they had a celebrity GM. He was always game. That's true. Yeah, Snoop Dogg, and a legit, uh, and a legit fan. Yeah. Drew Carey didn't deserve it. That's the one that always took me out of it. That bothered me too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's like we have we have more show to get back to, more to talk about. And I look <laughs> at the next match: Apollo Cruz versus Jinder Mahal, with uh, the entrance in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal surrounding the ring, uh, including uh, Tyler Breeze with a new haircut. 
I'm always happy to see you guys get TV time, you know? I just, this is mania, like the day, week before mania. But Matt, is, yeah, no, I agree. Well, I was going to say, this might be a thought I may cut you off, but I thought of you when I saw EC3 standing between the members of the Ascension. If that were you and they were like, Matt Morgan, go stand between the members of the Ascension. Wouldn't you have been like kind of shimmy trying to like get right. out? You don't want to get any on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's too late though when you're out there with the rest of those guys too. They're all kind of in that same spot. You're screwed. Yeah, I mean, poor EC3 at this point, right? And he was in a backstage segment with Tyler Breeze. What did you guys? What you? What do you guys make of uh, Tyler Breeze on Twitter over the weekend? Being a uh, what do you do? Uh, just talking about like the last four. I mean, like I was gonna say passive aggressive, but no, he was being pretty direct, right, Raj? I mean, talking about like, the last four years being underutilized. Yeah, at a certain they, point you got to know what you're worth. Basically, true, yeah, true. basically yeah. saying he's underappreciated. He um, is, but he needs to he needs to do more than just tweet. He needs to go knock on Vince McMahon's door. If he tweets about that, I'll be impressed. Um, right. That's that's where the power comes from. It doesn't come bitching on Twitter. It just gets you heat, to get you in trouble. It might get you over with the marks for twenty four hours, forty eight at best. But it ain't gonna be another give divas a chance. So slow your roll, and. Go knock on the man's door and talk to him. You can't be scared to do it. You got to just go do it. If you know you're worth, dude, then go do it. Because I know you're worth, and you're worth a hell of a lot more than what they're booking you at. That's for sure. You're right for thinking that. Same with, like, we were just making a joke, right? They used to tell our braces backstage with, what's his name, EC3. Can you believe yeah. Can You want to believe something? I would pay money if those two could just do whatever they what they can naturally do as far as entertaining goes, and you gave them five minutes and let them come up with their own shit. I guarantee you'd be hilarious. I guarantee you'd be entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Guarantee it. They're so both like, super creative. Yeah, so some of the stuff he wrote, he wrote, been underutilized or whatever you want to call it for four years. All the props in the world of gender. P.S. This is the perfect example of someone. Oh, wait, this is in response to something else. Um, joked about being on main event again. Uh, yeah, so he. Uh, That's a shame. Yeah, taking his frustrations out on Twitter. But, I, you know, as we've seen with Canellis and other guys in the past, that doesn't really help you out. Just do something like go. I'm telling you, maybe they are. I hope I'm wrong. You know what I mean? This is just their last resort. They already have knocked on Vince's door. They've been in there. They've talked to him. If they've done that, and then this is what they've done in their last resort, then there's then what can you do? But if they're doing this and they're not knocking on his door, this is not going to help. Yeah. yeah. EC3 oh. got got a line backstage. I think that's those are the first words he said on Raw. <laughs> So if some of you guys that are watching, cause I know a lot of the boys do, I, I do. I'm not putting our show over like that, but they do. Yeah. I'm not trying to be arrogant. And some of you guys that are in this situation, I'm telling you right now, the best advice I'll ever give you, you'll be surprised on how confident you can be around Vince right now. Your confidence is shot cause you're not on TV. So you don't think you matter. I assure you, if you go in there and you freaking knock him on his ass with a, with a shoot promo of your worth and what you want to do, I guarantee you'll get that opportunity. Guarantee it. He'll pop for it. He wants that. He hasn't seen it in years. He's begging for it. Yeah, and I feel like even Breeze is uh, discounting how massively over the fashion police were for... Fuck, you know, hell yeah. I thought it was awesome. I, I was a huge fan of that. Yeah, I was thinking about that match today. Not only uh, the pre-show match they with Usos, but the one they did with the disguises. Like, when's the last time you saw something that hilarious. clever or innovative in a I wrestling mean, match? Is, is, is it what he's worth? Is he still worth more than that? Yeah, I sure. thought so. I, I did. But he is still hilarious. Well done. 
I don't know. With this new haircut, he he just looked out there to me like a regular guy. You know what I mean? Like he's not throwing in the towel with that tall because he's super good. I'm always a fan. I always thought of him like Christian. I swear, so so similar. Yeah, well, he's going to be in the Andre. Um, so he's got that going in for him at least. Uh, but yeah, this this segment where Paulo Cruz beat Jinder, uh, they were showing the trophy. We'll see. We'll see if uh, one of the SNL guys wins this year. Does that mean Jinder's not in Andre? I think, I think he, he is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he is, yeah. Man, um, we had a promo segment with Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle with Rey Mysterio coming out to the ring, setting up the match for later in the evening between Baron and Rey. It was originally advertised that Rey and Kurt were going to, were they going to wrestle tonight or was it tomorrow on SmackDown? That was it was it. tonight. Gotcha. So that didn't happen. Uh, no sign of Rey Sun Dominic tonight either, unfortunately. Uh, and then we had a Raw Tag Team title match, Ricochet and Aleister Black versus The Revival. This ending, uh, I thought this was great. Matt, what did you think of the match, and what did you think of the ending using that count out at the last minute to have The Revival retain the Raw Tag titles? Smart. Yeah. Smart. I didn't have to give anything away, you know? I thought that was smart. I liked it. Great match. Yeah, yeah it was really good. It, it protects them. It protects Rick Shea and Aleister Black because they lost, but it was by count out, which, you know, all, all fans know that's not a, a real loss. Right. So, um, yeah, they haven't announced a tag title match on either brand yet for for WrestleMania. So it kind of shows the priority with the tag titles right now. But I, w- I would think that this they're probably they'll probably announce a pre-show match with the Revival or something this week on Twitter. Yeah. Do you think uh, it's, it's time at Mania for Ricochet and Aleister Black to win? Uh, that's how I would do it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And we'll see how uh, they fare Saturday night or Friday night, pardon me, at TakeOver, where they're facing uh, the War Raiders for the NXT tag team titles. So going to be a busy yeah, weekend so for them. That is odd. I almost wonder if they feel like, well, these guys are already working WrestleMania weekend, so we don't need to put them on the card. I mean, you know, we need to get other guys on. So this will be on the pre-show? No, this would, they wouldn't even be on the card since they're working TakeOver. What do you mean? I since Alistair that... Black and, uh, and Ricochet are wrestling at TakeOver. Right. Uh, so the feeling might be that they don't need to be at WrestleMania since they already have a match. I thought that, that was a match at Mania, a scheduled match. Am I making that up? It hasn't no. been announced yet, but oh, it's speculating. Okay. I believe Meltzer also speculated they're going to add tag matches to gotcha. uh, the card. Thanks for watching the product, Matt. <laughs> oh, it's, this, what's, it's such a weird it's such a goddamn weird business that i swear to god Meltzer has a thought and everyone is like oh this is happening you know what do we deal with that well it's not just that it's it, everything is just seems so chaotic with their booking right now like last week you know the day of the show they they have smackdown they had a fatal four we announced with the winner facing oscar and that completely changes right. i mean it just seems like they're booking by the seat of their pants and, and and there's like so little long-term story and and real planning uh More, well glenn real quick i want to yeah. i gotta hear this answer what, what what do you think um melter is is melter fox news or is he cnn <laughs> uh, i think he's more uh, alex jones sometimes right i think melter is just you know <laughs> with his crazy theories sometimes get taken as gospel uh no i don't know i no melter is critical though right because melter clearly a fan mm-hmm. clearly a fan but at the same time he doesn't 
like Fox News, well, depending who's in power, you could say Fox News has regard mm -hmm. necessarily where CNN's a little more antagonistic of everyone. I mean, they mm -hmm. were antagonistic uh, pretty much for my adult life. CNN's been antagonist. I think Meltzer, it's weird. It's a weird like frenemy status that he has with the WWE, right? Because he gives them shit, but it's also his bread and butter. Yeah, yeah. You know? I just like to see, and I try to make sure, I know we get out of a turn every once in a while, but we try to make note of it or light of it, but you try to, we're fans, you know what sure. I mean? And we, we try to remember that, but while being critical of things that we want to see improved. Well, speaking of which, I mean, we'll talk about this later in the show, but that John Oliver piece last night. Oh my God. I got texted by every politician in the state of Florida about this. They're really? going to be the ones that are going to check my like, guys. It ain't ever going to happen. I go, you don't get it. And they're like, oh, we looked it up. I saw Jesse Ventura tried to do it. And this is where they went wrong. I'm like, you're out of your mind. It will not happen. You mean union, unionizing or classifying wrestlers as uh, employees? Unionizing. Yeah. yeah. And classifying as employees, that's, that's probably not going to happen either. I'd love to see it. That's the next step for him to take. I think Vince will have to be gone for it to take place, though. Yeah. I think the one thing that they could do now, and, and we'll talk about more of this of this later, but – um. They could give these guys easier schedules and, uh, you know, give them like two months of the year off each, you know, and just rotate them out. So it keeps them fresh. It keeps their characters fresh. Okay. You know, you get to pick two months out of the year. And, uh, and obviously, me, mania season, all hands on deck. But after what, that. But, okay. But what about the fact the show doesn't start at 8 o'clock and I got to be there at 12 or I'm fired or wearing a suit on a plane or I'm fired or when I'm paying somebody to come paint my house, I don't get to tell them what to wear. Right. Yeah, yeah, there's all those rules with because they're so, uh, they've got so much control over them that you, you're not supposed to have with the an independent uh, contractor that's uh, not supposed to be part of the deal. Yeah, but I mean, the music industry has the same sort of restrictive uh, demands on its artists. I mean, they're they ask you to perform on the date that you're paid to perform. Uh, kind of no, but with, with the music industry, um, I mean, you have to do a lot of stuff. Like the record company essentially owns you and controls mm -hmm. your life, but mm -hmm. you're an independent contractor. Um, and with the record industry, it's actually even weirder because they're paying you project to project, album to album. You're not getting paid per appearance. You get like one lump sum per record, um, and that's what you live off of for, you know, sometimes yeah. years. Yeah. So I think that uh, it would take a well. They make money off of concerts. That that concert money. That's true. Money. You are allowed to make your own additional income, but the WWE does let its wrestlers to an extent. You know, it's funny that this made news. Um, I was looking at the other night that cameo site where everyone does the video shout outs mm -hmm. and whatnot. Big E, like being on there now. Uh, Dana Brooke is on there. Aiden English is on there. Um, there's a couple of active roster talents. Mickey James is on there that are making uh, Dana Brooks charging like 25 bucks uh, all the way up to, I think Mickey James is like $250 uh, current roster talent that are making money to do these 30 second to two minute, Good. you know, Hey, sure. what's up videos. So Biggie being on there made a lot of news uh, over the past couple of days. Cause he's the, the biggest WWE current star that's making mm -hmm. money through this, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, We'll talk more about that uh, after we get done with Raw about what's going on with uh, John Oliver and uh, what that did. But yeah, the revival one tonight looked like uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black had a pretty darn good chance of winning. But then uh, Dawson, uh, what was it? It was Dawson or Dash, whichever one was under the uh, the ring, held Ricochet's foot, kept him out, and he missed the 10 count. Um, after that, we had, uh, yeah, the backstage segment, Tyler Breeze, EC3, and Alexa Bliss. And then Braun Strowman uh, taking two local enhancement talent, challenging them to, to a ring, uh, to a match in the ring later that night, uh, saying their names tonight were going to be Michael Shane, Colin Jost. 
and then uh, setting that up for later in the evening, the return of the Braun Strowman squash match. Uh, but before that, uh, Roman Reigns backstage with Dasha Fuentes talking about his match at WrestleMania against Drew McIntyre. And in the middle of that, McIntyre attacking him, beating him down. Good. It was yeah. good. Good segment. Good heat on Drew. Yeah. Absolutely. Did did Roman, is he already getting booze again? It sounded That's like it tonight. I heard it. Yeah. So wrestling fans, they can, uh, they forget things quickly. <laughs> so, just yeah. came back from cancer, what, last month? <laughs> You're the worst. Sorry, you guys are. You're the worst. <laughs> <sighs> yep. It was mostly cheers, but there were there were some in there. Uh, the Riot Squad versus Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair. There was a stipulation that if the three women in the triple threat at WrestleMania did not cooperate in this match, they'd be removed from that match. Uh, they barely cooperated uh, during this relatively short match that ended with Liv Morgan tapping out before the armbar was even fully locked in by Ronda Rousey. Uh, second after that, oh, I'm sorry. It, kind of, it works, but continue. It works yeah. though. You got time that though, right, Matt? Like you gotta you be do, dumb. But, but can you argue that she's such a badass that she didn't even want it to go on and she was ready to quit before. That would have been funnier if Liv just would have started, you know, yeah. tapping, tapping uh, before it was no, even. I should have covered that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the second after the bell rang and that match was over, uh, Rhonda attacked Charlotte, Becky got involved. Security came out, handcuffed Rhonda first. Then Becky started attacking Rhonda. Becky got handcuffed. Charlotte got involved. Charlotte got handcuffed. All three women handcuffed, dragged to the back, put into cars, Becky and Rhonda in the same car together, started kicking the crap out of each other, uh, while handcuffed. Then got out of the car, window busted, Charlotte got involved, Rhonda was driving the car while handcuffed. Of course, um, why, why wouldn't she be? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it got a little silly at times there. <laughs> Are you kidding me? The, well, the two girls were in the back seat. They were not kicking each other. They were specifically aiming for the window with their feet <laughs> and completely missing the other party on purpose to break the window. It's, uh, it I, I, I really actually really like this segment, but... Um... It would go from absurd to cool, and luckily yeah. it would go quickly. Like that's true. Like when they're playing footsies there for a second in the back yeah. seat, but then Rhonda starts kicking out the window, and that was cool. And then you know, like Rhonda starts driving the car for whatever reason. Did you think that? But then cool? she gets kneed in the head by Charlotte. And that was cool. So it, her driving it, was cool. The driving I thought was goofy. Yeah. Well, and a weird safety risk because they shot that. And it's like, okay, I mean, that was my first thought was like, how did they shoot that and prepare that? Because she slammed that car in. She was handcuffed. She didn't have a seatbelt. I don't know. That's where my head went at first. It was dangerous. That was a legitimately dangerous spot to shoot, right? She drive one foot and bump into a car in front of her. Hey, you never know. Oh, my Lord. Plus, this was probably all filmed earlier today. Yeah, I was going to say filmed uh, before. No way they did this live. Right. Uh, It was cool. It was over the top. I love segments like this. Yeah, I mean, this is the stuff that people remember, like later on, you know, like Austin Beard. I mean, this this is nowhere the, near the Austin stuff, but that's what we remember from the Attitude Era, right? It's like the beer bashes and and him getting arrested and you know pulling out a gun on Vince McMahon and Vince <laughs> peeing his pants, uh, like, yeah. stuff like that. It's it, it sticks with you. Nope, this was great and exactly what they needed to do to build that match on Sunday. Uh, people are going to be talking about that. Uh, what people are going to forget and not be talking about is Chad Gable and Bobby Roode versus Heavy Machinery. Oh. Matt, just uh, did you pour a little, little uh, liquor out for Bobby Roode's career? 
and the way this is going. I was watching him at the end of the match and going, geez, this dude has everything. He looks like a million bucks. He's shredded to the gills. He's a great worker. He's a great promo. Has a cool gimmick. What the hell? Yeah, that's a major part of the gimmick. Like, what in the hell? You know what I mean? So I'm thinking, like, he's going to turn. He'll get it back on track. It's coming. Keep thinking that, but... He's it's been pushed so far down. I mean, he, he was given that look after the match. Like, he wasn't happy. He looked frustrated. Yeah. Well, I, I hope it happens. I think he, Bobby Roode's such a talent. Um, I, I I just – I'm basically, that show for me ended after that, that the girls I and mean, the, the women getting arrested. Definitely. I thought after that, it just – it was just hard to watch. Let yeah. me ask you a question, Matt, because uh, I know you've, you've covered in interviews when you talk about your career. Before you were released by the WWE mm. – did you see it coming or were you optimistic till the no. end that the night before you were thinking it's all going to turn around? No, I was good. I was on a program of freaking big show. Yeah. I was literally in the heart of a, I was working on my house shows. Yeah. Supposed to get my win back. Um, and boom, Mexico's are jumping me on TV out of left field. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting smashed by rakes and hoes and shit out of left field versus in a match versus Regal. Um, he just got traded over from raw. Yeah, but, so it can uh, literally happen at any time. Yeah, uh, I mean, look at remember when Emma got released and she oh, was like yeah. in a a big feud with Oscar and like they were finally doing something with her and then just days later she was she was released. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you just never a lot of these you don't you don't see coming. Um, so heavy machinery won that tonight. We got the package for Kofi Kingston hyping up his match against Daniel Bryan. We'll see sure much more of that tomorrow night on SmackDown Live. If, if you're if if you're doing the your go home show for the biggest event of the year, would you put Heavy Machinery uh, <laughs> versus Rude and Gable? No offense to Rude, but you know none of these guys have a big match on the card. Is that what you'd be putting in there? No, and they have the worst music in the history of wrestling. By the way, I hate it. <laughs> it sounds like uh, Zeus, his old music uh, in Ooh. No Holds Barred. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing is terrible. Anyway, the, I, I just, I, I was just like, some of these segments, I'm like, these, you know, so many of these guys, Apollo Cruz, Jinder, they don't have a big match at Mania. Build, you know, spend more time with the video packages and building these yeah. big matches. God, even talk to a uh, current talent that's not on the card and say, what match are you looking forward to watching at WrestleMania? Sure. What's your favorite WrestleMania match of all time? Hype the event, you know? I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Just thinking about it this last Friday. Like I said, thinking about it over the weekend got my wife and I to think maybe we should last minute go. I think there's something about the spirit of WrestleMania that's infectious. Spend yes. more time pushing that and not these nothing matches before and your biggest pay-per-view of the year. Right. Uh, one now this I was a fan of one on two handicap match Braun Strowman versus two local enhancement talent dubbed Michael Shea and Colin Jost for the evening. Yeah. This was a return to the original Braun Strowman gimmick. I, it was good. It was well served and what they needed to do with him. But again, what am I excited for? To watch him rip through talent in a battle over the top battle royal? Like who cares? Yeah. Yeah, he should. Again, I just look at him and I'm just thinking he should be in a big match. He should be in a big singles match. He should be, you know, in the title picture. But he is going to be on SNL, I'm sure, this Saturday, right? We'll see. I'll trade that any day of the week for a Mania main event match. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Ideally, both. I mean, that would be big. I, I think that would be big. I mean, we remember as a kid when Hogan and Mr. T would make the rounds. Sure, sure. You know, this is not nothing like that at this time because nobody watches live TV like that anymore. Yeah. Um, 
but that could be good. So Neil say Braun won that match. Okay, here we go. The controversy. Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush out in the ring. Finn Balor comes up on video. It's smoky in there. The smoke fills the screen. We come back. Finn is in the demon makeup. And then at the end of a statement, the demon sticks out his tongue and goes, blah. And they hold it for like He's five just holding seconds. it there forever. It was so awkward. Yeah, it's not cool. They made the demon uncool. I don't want to take part in the burial of it because I want the demon. <laughs> right, you want it to work. <laughs> this is it for me. I'm sorry, this is it. And it needs to work. I agree. I, I think I, one bad showing is not going to kill it. So I hope not. And they've done be... stupid stuff with the demon before. Remember the pumpkin makeup that one time around Halloween? <laughs> Remember the Irish fairy tale with the flute music? Um, like right, they've those, done stupid those shit vignettes with the demon. before the Seth match where he's like giving a little history lesson of what the demon king is. Yeah, yeah, they've so this is uh, you know, seeing the demon that's cooler than a, a Finn Balor Bobby Lashley match. Yeah, so Bobby sold it well, yeah, yeah I liked it. Yeah, I liked that. He wasn't yeah, acting scared or over the top, like, oh, shit, shit's on. Yeah, and then just your like main the, event, your main event for the go home of Raw before WrestleMania, Rey Mysterio versus Baron Corbin. Terrible on every level, just just horrible. At this is what closed the show before Mania. This match, it, and it didn't have that much time, but it felt long. Did feel long. We went to commercial break. I felt like there was times they should have gone to commercial break. <laughs> yeah. um, there really was two times I felt they should have went to commercial break. It was it. Uh, no, no, not an indictment on Ray, but this is just, I don't know. Go home Damn. show, biggest show of the year, big, your number one show, Raw. This was what ended it. I mean, Kurt Angle, have him on commentary or something. Do something. This was just. And no disrespect to Kurt being his last match either. He's one of my favorite opponent of all time. Great human being. He shouldn't be closing the show either. Like, like do you know what I mean? Like, not right. before me. It's right, just, that's not where he's set up in this show. Yeah, yeah. No, this. I mean, if if this was back in the day, it would have been the the women's angle that closed the show. Yes, it would, and I still don't understand why it was not done that way. What am I missing? I think they just lose so many viewers from the first to third hour that they don't. They want to put the stuff. So it's like a a catch twenty two, right? So you want to put the stuff where most people will see it. But by doing that, you're telling people they don't need to tune in for the third hour. And that, I, I don't uh, know. I just, again, put in the Austin rock test with that. Is that how they would do it if they were here today? If they were here today, right. They put them in the same hour. Maybe. Hour three, you think? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. They, yeah, it's rare that they finish uh, the shows off strong. I mean, last one I can remember was with Batista with the flare thing. And that's, yeah. So that was uh, an exception, not the rule. Yeah. Uh, so after Baron won that match, mm-hmm. which kind of a terrible situation because they need to make both these guys look strong because Ray's got a match. Yeah, he's wrestling for the U.S. title. Yep. So uh, Baron gets attacked by Kurt at the end, gets put in the ankle lock, and uh, we go off the air. I think Corbin's being Kurt. You think? Gee. <laughs> Of course he is. Yeah. Yeah. So There's uh no question in my mind that he beats Kurt. Mania Sunday. 
$9.99 on the WWE Network. No, didn't they say they were giving away for free? Oh, they are free for new subscribers. Yes. Free for new subscribers. Now, this is interesting. Thanks, guys, in the chat. Um, Cody Rhodes on Twitter. Yeah. Announcing that Kurt Angle will be at StarCast. During AEW All or Nothing weekend. So, um, yeah, Kurt Angle's booked for StarCast, too. Yeah. There is separation. I mean, I think there, and I know this just because, um, so with Blue Chew, we're sponsoring StarCast. There is separation in the sense that we know that we're sponsoring StarCast. StarCast is happening around Double or Nothing, but it is not. They're not technically, they're not one and the same. Yeah. No, they're not AEW affiliated. Yeah. Right. So it is interesting, though. Yeah. They do try to create that illusion, so I give them credit for that. It's pretty smart. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's Cody, who's the AEW guy, announcing Kurt Angle for StarCast. So there yeah. is a gray area, even though they're not technically affiliated with each other. No, they are not. So Mania Sunday, we ran down the card last week. Not nothing has really changed. Um, do we want to go over the matches or save that for tomorrow, Raj? Talk about John Oliver instead. Um, let's save that for tomorrow. Okay, because who knows? They might add more matches. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Uh, John Oliver devoted about 20 minutes of last week tonight, last night. That's a sentence. Uh, it's talking about the WWE and the way that it uses independent contractor status for its talent to not give them things like retirement plans, health insurance, um, or other benefits they would get were those wrestling wrestlers employees. Uh, Matt, as you said, lawmakers, friends of yeah. yours were texting you about this. Do you think this was news to people? Because I feel like. Yes. Yes, definitely was. There's a lot of, uh, I'm not going to mention their names, but like three state reps that, that wrote. Wow. Me. Um, but no, no, they had no clue, no idea whatsoever. And I'm like, I get a little frustrated because it painted that damn, you know, the the movie, the wrestler picture that all wrestlers end up busted and broke and this and that. And you're Jake Roberts and you can't afford a shoulder surgery, whatever the hell it was that they were showing, or you're going to die early because you're addicted to drugs. Those are real things that have happened that I lost friends to it that way. But not every single story comes out that way. And I, when I signed on the dotted line, I knew of everything that, that could happen from concussions to drug addiction to you name it. Everything I've gotten hit by, 21 registered concussions, drug addiction to painkillers, 13 years sober today. But I wow. knew all those, yes, congrats. all those things were possible, and I knew that from day one. So it's nobody's fault. I don't blame them as a third-party company, and I have no desire to ever work there again. So that's not why I'm saying that. I'm saying it because you got to have accountability as well and knowing what you're getting into. And they're not trying to blame it on them because it, it, your life didn't turn out so great when you left. I, I don't like when they do that, and I don't like when NFL players do it either. But there is some things WWE needs to improve on. Let's just be honest. The schedule is one. Year-round, you don't have any breaks. I mean, it's year-round, uh, nonstop. So, you know, I was watching this. I thought it was it was really well done. But as someone who follows wrestling, um, like a lot of it seemed unfair. Um Hmm. negative picture that yeah you know, yeah like they make it seem like a lot not, of this stuff still happens the deaths were very not, common for a certain era but now it's, it's the not, wellness policy has changed a lot absolutely uh, i would argue our policy is stricter than nfl's i wish they would have said that 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you you don't see wrestlers dying all the time like you did now, or like the current yeah. generation. Uh, no, no. You're not hearing about you know ODing and people you know overdosing, and then just a lot of the clips that they show, like Vince knocking the you know that reporter where he was being a t- Vince was being a complete dick to that reporter. But that was in 2003. Um, yeah. You know, that's a lot has changed. They showed him having Trish strip. All this stuff that doesn't happen, they don't do anymore in today's wrestling. You know, dropping the the I, I N just, word in that segment with Booker I T. Don't get where the attack came from. I don't get why. I mean, Mania season is that one? I, I don't. I don't know where. It's yeah, going. probably. I mean, if you're gonna do it, so they've been critical of the WWE in the past over the Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Arabia deal. Right. Matt, you've been critical yourself yeah. of that deal. Well, I, we've been, we've all. I think we've all been critical on that. Yeah. I wouldn't do the podcast over it. Right. Yeah. Um, I think the timing, yes, that this is a time where people are talking about wrestling and it's probably the one area that the WWE hasn't made progress on, I would argue. I think they've actually progressed on almost every other front except this one. Um, and look at what the NFL has done with the players unions, with healthcare, uh, with some things to improve it, other sports of as well. I think it's worth noting well, that it's gotten uh, better in the sense that they yeah. cover you completely if you get injured on the job. Um, you know, they, they used to not do that back in the day. Really? Yeah, in the eighties and stuff, you got injured. It was kind of your your own thing. Um, you start. You're wearing helmets now in the ring. You're wearing neck braces and things like that when you first learn the bump. Hmm. Um, it's it's very different. Yeah, yeah. So they've improved, but yeah, as far as providing, and and I think at the performance center they do try to teach you like wealth management and things like that, right? Like managing yeah. money. Yes. So I mean, there is a. You know, there it can be better, and you know, not treating uh, wrestlers as employees. NFL does that, and I think with how much money they're making, there's really no reason that they can't. So why not go that extra step? It makes the company look so much better to have yes. them classified as employees. I'm hoping that's what that report does. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see the schedule eased up because that's the one thing you see guys getting burnt out, wanting out of wrestling a lot sooner. Um, you know, when you're going fifty. You know, fifty weeks a year, and you get maybe one or two here off. Um, that's that's tough, especially if you got families and and yeah, children. Uh, switch the money around then, because this business breeds you to not want to miss anything. You want to work, work, work. You may complain about it, but notice the main event talents don't complain until they're done with that run. Then right, they yeah. will. During that yeah. run, you're making money hand over fist, and you don't want to lose that opportunity. Um, you know what I mean? So they need to financially make that. Yeah. And good. I think, well, I think if you make it a mandatory, everyone gets two two cycles off, basically the time between the pay-per-views, right? You get two of those off a year. You got to take it. And it, it freshens up your character. You know, when you're off a of TV for a month and you come back, it, you know. It's really it, not that much, though. Four weeks? Is that really that long? Or unless you did two months. Oh. That's, you know. Yeah, something. But I don't think it's the top of the card ca- talent that has this problem because top of the card talent, I mean, we hear now that people are getting record paydays for re-signing. I think it's the mid-card and lower card that, um, that to your point, Matt, they feel pressure that they can't say no creatively or really to anything because they feel like their spots are in jeopardy. I feel like they're the ones that maybe would benefit more from a safety net. Yeah. You know? Oh. Uh, so... Yeah, we haven't really seen any WWE talent comment on this publicly, and I don't think they would. Never. Never. Oh yeah, there. Unless you've got a, unless you got a death wish, uh, unless you want to start getting squashed by you know the Singh brothers on on Raw, um, <laughs> you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, 
Hey, for some some guys, that would be an upgrade. Um, yeah, that's true. Zach Ryder is getting some ideas now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. The story going around famously today is that uh, Jesse Ventura tried to get a union going back in the 80s. Who's it? Was it oh, in Ventura's yeah. book? Yeah. So that was yeah. coming back to light today. And the fact we that it was Ho Hogan that ratted Hogan. him out. Yeah, we have an interview. I have an interview with Jesse Ventura that I did a few years ago where he talks a lot about that. And, and, Hogan uh, was not going to screw up. That's what, I, that's what I wrote to my... The, the, my colleagues here in the state that were writing me about we need it. just this is so easily changeable you know that right we can, like, no you, you don't get it well, they've been doing this at the beginning of time just even terry came the closest and here's what happened hulk Hogan's not was never going to screw over that golden goose no matter what yeah, yeah. and it didn't come out came. it didn't come out until his lawsuit later so he never knew that hogan was the one that ratted him out until uh this his lawsuit against wwe and in, in the exploratory uh, phases of that case is when he found out wow so. kind of crazy um yeah this whole thing kind of nuts that you know this becomes a story today after last week tonight does it i feel like a lot of people they're fans of the business know this about the wwe but uh crazy. Yeah. yeah and i think a lot of people have been following know that it has gotten better, but yes, I think a lot. There were the, most people that did comment on it. People in the business, not with WWE, um, all seem to support it. Like really like that piece. So, like who? Uh, Jim Cornette, um, Gail Kim, Gail Kim, Adam Page. Um, there were, yeah, there were, there were there were several people that that posted stuff about it. CM Punk in solidarity retweeted his old tweet. Right. Well, he didn't retweet. He had to delete he, that original yeah. tweet, he, but he basically reposted it. Yeah. So we'll see if anything comes of it. WWE responded today, of course, saying it was uh, misrepresentations, very one-sided, and they invited John Oliver to WrestleMania. Yeah. I would argue. I, I don't blame them. It is. They've made insane changes. And again, a much more um, stringent drunk testing policy than the NFL. Much more stringent. Yeah. Um, I don't know. NFL, they they have made vast improvements of taking care of pl players they after they retire. After, absolutely, yeah. I think I mean it's got to be for Vince uh, and the powers that be the principle of it, right? But I would think I mean, what would it cost to give everyone health care? I mean, was that like ten million a year when they're making close to a billion a year? And they they're very profitable. Care. What do you mean? They have no, no. The, in, the wrestlers, the independent contractors, to give them like a standard HMO plan. So we're like their families. Care. Their families could join on, like dental, yeah. all that. I had insurance when I was with WWE. Like health insurance? Yes. Like you, your, your wife and family could get on. I don't remember if they were on it. I know just from my, me, myself, and I for sure, hundred percent. So what they tout, what they tout, or when John Oliver talked about is anyone hear something crazy? Hang on, yeah. really quick. I went and bought out my own personal insurance because I never wanted them to know if I ever got injured or anything like that. So if something <laughs> happened, I would use my personal insurance. Yeah, that's a really healthy situation. Back. That's a really healthy situation to be in. Matt. See how crazy it makes you? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but then, but then you know, also, um, yeah, with four hundred one ks and stuff. At some point, WWE, um, you know, do some Africa. Because they'll show wrestlers a lot that weren't with the company very long. And it, just because you were with the company for a short time doesn't mean that they should ha be responsible for you for the rest of your life. They don't know me shit. Nope. Yeah, and that's that's the question is that, I mean, but how do they deal with that in the NFL? If you play one season in the NFL, you seem like you're healthy, but over you know 10 years later, 20 years later, you find that you're experiencing pains and aches and things from mm -hmm. playing. What is the NFL's responsibility to in the long run, I guess, is the question. 
they have like a uh, they have periods like if you're with the if you're with the league for a couple like two years minimum you get and I'll I'll, I'll double check what exactly what it is but yeah it's it's basically like you're vetted in um, by how much time you spend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because most it, people aren't in the NFL more than I think three years or five years, something like that. Well, for instance, I mean, like, and, and this is something that's a no risk job, obviously, but it's like in my city, if you're a city council member for two terms, you, the city pays for your health care for life. Yeah. You get like health insurance for life through the city. Yeah. You a lot of retirement one. pension plans do that. Yeah. So I think that for the WWE, I, again, is this a $10 million problem or a $100 million problem? If it's a $10 million problem, I don't understand why they don't just snap their fingers and do it unless Vince has an issue with the principle of the matter. Well, for, he does. He's, he has said it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it comes down to. Once again, 73-year-old man and his whims dictate this multi-billion dollar company. Could be another huge coup for Hunter. You know what I mean? Being the one to facilitate this. Yeah, and maybe there'll be sponsor pressure. So this. Oh, well, what if if AEW did it right, and then if WWE sees AEW getting all this positive press, and, and it makes WWE look bad, you could see something like that causing them to to kind of move move on that. Because AEW yeah. needs to get themselves a full roster first and foremost. They can't just do it with three or five, or five seven guys. They've got to do it with an entire roster of fifty some odd talents to make it comparable. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, not, for sure. It would be a fair comparison, though, is what I'm saying. Right. People were speculating today if the sponsors, again, flashback to a year ago in the fabulous Moolah Battle Royal that got changed, um, that if the sponsors, the John Oliver piece catches mm-hmm. heat with them, that could be a potential area that an axe change. It could. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think when you're talking about. There's one thing about renaming a battle royal. Another is you, at, a, at a, an event you're a sponsor for. Another is changing their corporate uh, how, hierarchy and how they work. You know, I think well, that's it. We that's also a, didn't think there'd be drug testing, Raj. We didn't think steroid testing would ever be a real thing. And as a wrestler, I'll tell you that right now. We never thought that would happen. Yeah, but that wasn't because of sponsors. That was with uh, Eddie and Benoit. It was because we had pressure put on us by us by Harry Waxman. Uh, the congress the senator yeah yeah but i don't think um i don't think politicians so matt to your point i don't think politicians are gonna do anything to enact this change because look it's beyond wrestling there is an abuse of independent contractor status in businesses in this country across the board wrestling is probably not even a drop of the tip of the iceberg of that and i don't think politicians are going to change that because that's exploitation of independent contractors is a large part of American business at this point. Um, so I don't think that, uh, I agree. agree. That's why I was like, you guys are out of your mind. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah, just tell that to Walmart, you know, that you're going to have to start paying everyone's healthcare that 19 hours a week. Yeah. I don't see this changing anything, but you know, the, the business is constantly changing. Um, so hopefully, you know, with the big TV deal and everything coming up this year, they're going to start seeing that money. Hopefully that leads them to, move, you know, make things better for the, the town. Guys, I got to use the bathroom like you wouldn't yeah, believe. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. We'll see you tomorrow night, Matt. Uh, so until <laughs> next time, folks, he's BP Matt Morgan. He's Raj Geary underscore 303. I'm Ackland Rubenstein on Twitter. And we will see you back here tomorrow to talk about the Go Home Smackdown before WrestleMania. Until then, take care, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. God, bye.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.